the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, go to Facebook Live for Randy Adams. Watch me live on uh, KSLR for about 20 minutes, and we take a break and we do it again, second half of the show, or text somebody. If you like this show, tell 20 people I want to buy their car, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Or, and, and tell 20 people to go to my website. Tell 20 people to come to this radio station and listen. So let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for the ability and talent you've blessed me. But bless my listeners with that same ability and talent to understand what's going on in the car business, but to reach out and love everybody, help everybody, take the knowledge and the wisdom that you've given me through the Holy Spirit and reach out to others and help each and every one of them. And I ask it in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today because the business is so huge and so much money, and and it takes so much money, and the overhead is climbing every day, and people are struggling, and desperate dealers do desperate things, and I've seen some desperate things happening lately. And there's so many dealers that have to make so much money in the F&I department because the competition on the website has got pricing down on cars. But here we got a problem. The problem is we don't have enough light, nice, low-mileage cars. So dealers, and I'm talking about the independent dealers and so many dealers, uh, get out and they go to the auctions and they pay tremendous amount of money plus big fees from the auction. Uh, the fees grow every day. And so it's a battle. Hello, Justin. And so there's a battle every day to fight to get the profits up where the owners are happy, the managers are happy, the salespeople are happy, even though the salespeople right now, they're not real happy. Why? Because they get cut back so much. Hello, Garden. And so they get cut back so much, and it's hard to make a profit, a big profit, unless you're in the F&I department. That's finance and insurance. Talking to a gentleman that uh, – is works at one of the radio stations today. His wife is trying to make the decision, so she don't know. I mean, I was talking to a lady that details cars for us, and she says, my boyfriend knows. I said, how old is he? He said, 20. I said, what does he drive? She told me. I said, he don't know nothing. I said, two of his cars don't run. The third car, he, owes, uh, he bought it by here, pay here, and he's paying too much. How You really want to listen to your boyfriend about buying a, a vehicle? She said, yeah, yeah, he knows it all. He don't know nothing. Yeah, I saw it. I was there when you sold the Fiat, Gordon. They had a little battle going on. That was a good deal. Uh, I was at Odessa at that time. So, you know, her boyfriend, he don't know nothing. I mean, I've seen 70-year-olds like me don't know nothing because they don't live and eat and breathe in the business. And that's the key. You've got to understand the business. You've got to have open eyes. You've got to have common sense. You have to have the Holy Spirit to see what really is going on in the business. Because pride is the number one ingredient to a car dealer. And then greed is right behind it. And selfishness is third. And, I mean, there's a long list of things. But this business has changed tremendously the last five to seven years. I've talked to a friend of mine that we're working on a big truck deal. And he's been out of the business 15 years. He doesn't understand the auction business anymore. He don't understand the retail business anymore. He don't understand none of the business. Why? Because it's changed tremendously the last 15 years. So he's out of I help people that have retired out of the business, been retired 10 years or so, get them a new car because they can't even go back to the dealerships and do business where they used to work, where they were managers, general managers, 
used car managers. It's because the the overhead has quadrupled since the last 15 years. And it takes money to open up these doors every, every day. And it's going to get worse, not better. And so Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Man, who who's wise in the car business? Who do you really know? Hello, Trinity, is wise in the car business. Do you really know somebody? They think they know. They hey, Right now, the dealerships hire these young kids to go in there and sell all their friends, all their neighbors. Hey, I forgot, Barry, I'm sorry. Let me give you the phone number. Give us a call here, 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. No dumb questions. Hello, John and Trinity. Give us a call. It don't matter what what the question is. There's no dumb questions. And so many times you're helping other people who are a little shy or bashful about calling in and and talking to us. And so you'll ask the question that will help somebody else. So give us a call. And also this show is going to be played, replayed. They tape it and play it on Freedom 1160 at 1 p.m. That's Freedom 1160 at 1 p.m. So be sure and tune in to us. But like I say, Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise. Who are you hanging out with? Are you hanging out with people that got brand new cars and they don't, you know, they don't tell you, I'm all my payments cheap, you know, and but it only comes, you know, once a month. That's enough. And so, you know, these people, they keep, you know, the millenniums don't want to be like their parents. Why? Because millenniums see their parents strapped, strapped in payments, strapped on payments on the cars and the houses. At least the houses go up. Their homes go up, but the the uh, cars don't. They lose value every day, every day. And they cost money every day. And we need them every day. And you got to get behind the wheel every day. And if you hate that little darling like all the, the false advertisement that's floating around the the TV and radio today. I mean, so many commercials. If you hate your car, you hate your payment, you hate what you owe, come on in here. We're going to take care of you. We're your friends. Your friends, you walk out owing triple what you should owe. And you'll never come out. You're in a circle of debt. And you're in debtor's prison for the rest of your life. I've, I've talked to people who have they've been in prison for life ever since they you know got out on their own, left the home. They got, they've been in prison for life making payments, losing value, trying to scramble and get to the next one and the next one and the next one, and it just continues to grow and snowball, and pretty soon it's an avalanche. That's why it's a real avalanche. So walk with the wise and become, you know, our friends and associates affect us. If somebody's driving a new car, do you get a little jealous? Well, maybe I should. You know, I make as much as he does, and he's got a new car. Why don't I get me a new car? But we don't think about the effects of the car. I mean, the debt, the the insurance, the upkeep, the maintenance, the loss of value. We don't think of the future. Are we thinking about the future? Are you ever going to retire? Are you going to work till you die? I'm going to work till I die because I love what I do. And I love giving back. And I love being your mentor. And I love trying to teach you. And one Proverbs one five sets a wise uh Listen and add to their learning. I'm hoping that I'm adding to your learning. You're realizing we're going into football season. It's you against the Dallas Cowboys and that tremendous machine. And all these car dealerships are tremendous machines with big-time owners, big-time managers, big-time training, big-time game plans. You don't have a game plan. You're going into a super-duper game that we keep score with your money. Don't we just love your money? We love you while you pay us. You love us while you, we love you when you buy from us. And we want to take care of you, really. But you buy, hello, Brian, you buy from somebody else. We don't like you anymore. We'll make fun of you. We'll, we'll come up with excuses. You know, car dealers are never wrong, ever wrong. So we come up with plenty of excuses why you didn't buy or how stupid you are for buying from that other guy. You know, and oh man, you know, they took advantage of you, but we won't. Yeah, I love that. You know, we'll treat you right. And they got a $50 million building. 
and they're sitting on $20 million worth of new cars that they've got to pay interest and insurance on, and soon we're not going to get hail damage insurance anymore because it's, we've had too many hail storms and it costs them too much. Hello, Tom Lester. Hey, men's groups on Monday night at Cornerstone. If you want to meet me and Tom, I guarantee I'm going to be there this Monday. I've been a little – it's too much stuff going on. But we have men's group at Cornerstone Church if you want to meet me and Tom Lester. And so – but we want you to know – you got to fit your budget. You got to fit your lifestyle. You got to understand you're buying a vehicle that's going to lose money. Can you afford it? Are you in debtor's prison? Are you are you making the right decisions? Have you got the Holy Spirit helping you, or have you got like I said here, walk with the wise and become wise? Your friends, they're buried. You want to be like them? You owe too much. Now, buy what you can afford. Fit your budget. Fit your lifestyle. Understand how long you're going to keep it. Understand what that vehicle is going to be worth in five years from now. And right now, pricing is good because they entice you to come in. But get your financing set up with Randolph Brooks is the best. But, of course, they understand. Randolph Brooks is smart enough to say, hey, you know, they need 30 days break because when they go into these car dealers, they get every available dollar. And we need to give them 30 days for Hey, Randolph Brooks, why don't you give them 60 days? I mean, they need to come up for air. They need to get themselves going. They just bought this vehicle, and the, the dealer took every available dollar that they had. So, you know, sometimes our friends and associates, they affect us profoundly. They, they, they entice us, and we get that jealousy, and we think, if they can afford a new car, I can afford a new car. And then we get to thinking about, I'm going to reward myself. I work hard. We all work hard. Hello, James. And so we all work hard, and we all want to reward ourselves. But I want to reward myself with something for me and my family, not getting just transportation. Yeah, if you can afford it, there's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And, man, them can't affords are miserable, and you hate it, and you listen to them commercials, and you get all fired up, and you go over there. And there's lifetime warnings. There ain't no lifetime warnings. we got a caller online. There's no lifetime warnings. I guarantee you. It costs you. It's not free. They add it to the contract. Oh, we got to go through contracts maybe the second half. But, you know, sometimes our friends affect us sometimes profoundly, and we spend this time with, you know, wanting to be like them. Do you want to be like your friends buried? Because of your friends... You surely will will grow, will grow and resemble them. Do you resemble your friends buried and got, got a new car, new truck? Hey, hello, and we got who online? Is that Michael? Hello, Michael. This is Randy Adams. Hey, Randy. Good How morning. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, spoke with you yesterday about doing the presentation out at St. Phillips. Yes, sir. I'd be glad to do that. College. Okay. Yes, sir. And you said and, you're you're looking for some uh, people that want to learn and grow and get a profession. Yes, sir. We, I am currently. I'm about to graduate. This is my last semester. I'm Great. in the uh, home building, light commercial construction program. And anybody who wants to learn the home building trade or has a young person who needs to find some direction there are so many people that are willing to help the uh, texas builder foundation is uh they're willing to help they're willing to help you with tuition uh, of course they want to see a return on the investment they want to see you finish and they want you to in the industry but they are desperate for good people well we're always remodeling always rebuilding always you know, but it's a lifestyle that's productive isn't it and there's always work. You can always find work, or you can always do something for somebody, or you can always make. You know, I, I see these construction people always successful if they'll keep their head straight. You know. Yes, sir. And uh, yes, sir. I agree. So no, I I go to schools. I go to churches. I love teaching. I love helping, answering questions. I go to Valero quite a bit. Teach their employees because Valero wants their employees making better decisions, just like you want your your classmates and the people around you making better decisions and and afford what what they purchase. And so I, I think you've been a long-time listener from what you talked about yesterday, and I appreciate it. 
And I hope that I'm making a difference in your life and you understanding what I'm trying to do. Oh, you're 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 a great man, sir. I just uh, there's not many people. You know, you're not you're not in it for yourself. You're in you're not in, you're in it for everybody to win it, not just yourself. Well, I appreciate that, Michael. And uh, let me know, and we're going to get together, and we'll go to St. Phillips and work on those uh, young uh, young people to get them to to learn and grow and make better decisions. Thank you for calling. Yes, in. sir. God yes. bless you. So, you know. For a companion of fools, suffer harm. Are your buddies that you're hanging out with, are they companion of fools? Do they make bad decisions? Do they lead you in the wrong direction? Do they really care about you? You know, you really know you got a friend when they want the best for you. You really got a friend when they want to help you the right way. You know, so many friends go in with other friends to buy a car. Of course, they become third baseman and an expert. And I love listening to some of these people because they lead their friends down the wrong road, and they're and they're buried in the car they're driving, or they left at the friend's house. I, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he said, "Yeah, I took my brother-in-law with me." And he said, "About halfway down, I got to realizing my brother-in-law's driving a, uh, I think it was a two-year-old truck. It's almost a hundred thousand miles." He gives seventy five thousand for it. He said, "Randy, what's it worth?" And I said, "Somewhere around twenty five to thirty. He said, "Well, I'm riding with my brother in law, and he's made bad decisions. He's had payments all his life, and he always buys something that he can't afford. And I'm taking him with me to buy a vehicle. I, maybe you know." I said, "Well, I'm going to teach about companion of fools. So maybe you was carrying a fool with you." He said, "You know." He didn't help me a bit. I didn't buy. I walked out. He said, I had my financing lined up because I listened to you. I had everything figured out. And then when the figures came together, I figured out it wouldn't fit my budget. He said, then we walked out. My brother-in-law asked me why we would walk out. It looked, sounded good to him. Well, he wants you to the same way. Do If he was really a friend, he'd want you to do better than him. He'd want you to be the best you can. Hello, Rita. And uh, Joshua, and so he, do you really love somebody? Have you really forgiven somebody? If you really forgive somebody that's hurt you or been offended by, you know you've really forgiven them when you want the best for them. You want them to succeed as well as you are better. You're not jealous when they're doing great. When they don't have that car payment and they're content with their car, oh, man, a guy that's making these huge payments on a car is he content with himself no is he content with somebody that is content you know i love seeing people that are have a paid off car and making payments to themselves saving that money up for the next cash that they'll be able to put down and buy a vehicle my mother used to tell me son if you don't have half the money you don't need it and i used to think if i didn't have a half of money down maybe i didn't need it and I believe in paying cash. Uh, my theory is if your home's paid for, you got it made. You really do because you don't have the stress of having a place to live. And I believe in that so hard heartily. But today's lifestyles, we don't think about that no more. We want the biggest and the baddest and the best. And sometimes that puts us in a position where we can't afford. When You know, who do you go to first? You know, if you need advice, you go to friends first because they accept you and they usually agree with you. Now, why would you go to a friend to get advice and all they do is agree with you? They accept you and agree with you. You know, yeah, go ahead and buy that new car. Well, I'm trying to figure out if it's the right way or not. What shit else should I buy? What fits my budget? You know, if I'm spending somebody else's money, it's a lot easier. If you know, and that's the bank's money, and so you know, if you if you really want to make the right purchase, get in a prayer about it, study about it. Hey, you know, we jump up and we go buy us a new uh, car, and we never think about it, and we want to buy a new refrigerator. We study hard on it, and we want to buy a new TV. Hello, Betty, and James. And so, if you really want to buy something, do we? Pray about it. Are we in unity with our wives? Are we in unity with our budget? Are we in unity with our, 
or bank account. Make a good decision. A friend of mine was was talking to me about a new Mercedes, and it's one hundred fifty thousand. I said the best part about it, you can afford. It. There's two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. Well, my daughter-in-law bought a new Audi. She said, you know, talk me out of it. I said, you can afford it. That's what you want. Buy a new Audi. And so she bought one. It wouldn't have been my pick, but that's all right. That's why they make different cars for different people. She can afford it. And so I told her, I said, I'm not going to stop you. You buy what you can afford, what you want, what you like. And that's the key. And so just my buddy, I said, now, let me tell you something. You put 100,000 miles on that $150,000 Mercedes, it's going to be worth about twenty-five or thirty in a heartbeat. I said, you might need to get you a throwaway car like my other friend did and run around and do the, the miles that, you know, drive the Mercedes when you really want to enjoy yourself or show off or, you know, look cool, just like my buddy at the church with a Maserati, got his elbow on there and looking around, seeing if anybody's seeing him. He, he got that proud look. I want to I want to look good. Hello, Carmen and Jose, uh, Jose. And so I want that proud look. I want to look cool. Hey, I don't care. I'm driving a, a cop a explorer today. I don't care. I want good, cheap transportation, and it's not going to cost me a whole lot of money. I, you know, and if I take good cars off my lot, they're not there when it's time to sell. Everybody says, y'all be driving a new Corvette. No, I don't need no new Corvette. I put too many miles on one. If I put a lot of miles on a vehicle, it's going to cost me money. And I don't want to do that. I want to buy, I want to drive something that's productive and gets the job done, fits my needs, gets me down the road, and handles what I'm trying to do. But, you know, if we let our friends lead us and guide us, are they experts? You know, it says in the Bible to seek older, wiser people with experience and knows a lot about life and have succeeded. You pick somebody that's busted, owes too much money, unhappy, complains about their car. Now, I got a buddy of mine that whatever he buys is the best thing in the world. He loves it. He brags about it. And about the time he gets rid of it, he goes to cussing it and don't like it. And glad it's gone. And I said, two months ago, you said it's the best thing. Well, if somebody else wants to buy it, I'm trying to sell it. He said, I hate it. I wanted to get rid of it. I said, but every car you do, do you lose it? I mean, it's just like uh, in, uh, in the Bible, it talks about the thrill of wine is only temporary. The soothing effect of the last purchase wears off soon, just like the wine Where's all? And you get a hangover from wine. You ever had a bad hangover? I have my old lifestyle. I've, I remember them days, you know. And so the the purchase soon wears off, and then you gotta pay for it. You know, the soothing wine gets you high, and then it leaves you. It leaves you with a hangover. The hangover is the payments you gotta make. The payments for the next two or three years. Dealerships work on presentation. Everybody works on presentation, but dealers have changed the the atmosphere. They change so much. They're constantly training the salesperson. But we want an even playing field. We want you educated. We want you making better decisions, common sense, understanding what you're standing on. Stand on God's word. Stand. The Bible is our is our way of learning and growing. And standing on God's word will give you contentment. And when you got contentment, things go a lot easier, a lot better. Relationships go. Pride will cost you money. I'm telling you, pride will cost you money because you won't listen. You close your ears. Pride blocks your your thinking. Pride, pride blocks your hearing. And then pride will make a hindrance in your actions and what you're doing. You know, we have rejection all the time in life, but how are you handling rejection? I'm working on that right now. How do you handle rejection in your life? What do you do about it? Do you run out and buy something to soothe that, just like that wine you soothe yourself, and then you got to pay for it or you got it? How many people do you know got to buy something just to be buying something? I mean, uh, there's women and men both that will go out and buy something and it'll sit around and never use it. How much exercise equipment 
have you bought and never used? My wife bought something she had to have. Oh, man, I got to have it. I think she used it once or twice. The good news is I use it. Hey, I didn't have to buy it. Of course, I, I ended up paying for it. But anyway, now I'm using it. I use the exercise equipment. Intentions. See, we have intentions, and we intend to do something, and we intend to really love it. We really intend to enjoy it, and we intend to be content. But are we really content? Are you content what you're doing? Well, if you got the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'll be content. But you can struggle through life without Him. And if you want to be that way, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you, He changed my life. He'll change your life. We're going to be off Facebook for a few minutes, and then we'll be back on for the second half of the show. I'll give my phone number out. Get pen and paper. Also, give us a call here at 210-340-9585. Love to talk to you. No dumb questions. And I'm going to give you my phone number in the second half of the show. Get your pen and paper ready. Call somebody. Text somebody. Go to Facebook Live, Randy Adams. God bless you. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Heard right here at 630, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM 630 KSLR. I want to I thank each and every one of you listeners that call me. Let me give you my phone number, 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. Tell 20 people I want to buy their cars, the good, the bad, and the ugly, any condition. Helped out a guy get rid of one of his vehicles that was not running. Uh, got a lady that's got a bunch of cars for sale. Got company right now. We're working on a company that's got 2,000 trucks to sell. Well, it looks like we've got them lined up. We're going to get them bought. They've got 100 sitting in Colorado that we're dealing on right now and 100 sitting in Louisiana that we're dealing on. So, you know, we can handle the good, the bad, and the ugly. Company units, we've got, uh, I've got an 18 uh, GMC that costs about 35,000 new. It's an 18 with 16,000 miles, and it's 21.5. Uh, got some three quarter ton cargo vans that are close to 40 grand that we sell for 23.5 to 24.5. So there are $15,000 savings there. There's 12,000 savings, 12 to 15,000 on the trucks. So, you know, just, Whatever you've got, we can sell you or buy, help you find, or give you lots, probably 95% of them. Hello, Herschel and Rita. It's probably 25%, I mean, 95% of my business is giving back, giving free information, giving options to people that need to know. Back to walk with the wise and become wise. You know, our friends are not experts in the car business because very, very few are. And that's what the dealerships are doing now. They're trying to get everybody's friends to selling cars. And they sell your friends, you sell your relatives, you sell everybody you know. And then what do they do? They fire you and send you down the road. because. And you're convinced you're giving your friends great deals, and they're not. The, the dealerships pack the cars. They pay you very little. They make big money, especially in the F&I department, because I've explained these big owners, these billionaires, own the finance company, they own the warranty company, they own the gap company, and you need gap when they get through, you know, piling all that extra money on there. But our friends are not experts. Seek older, wiser persons with experience a lot in life and have succeeded. They're not afraid to tell you the truth. Who are the wise, godly people that you can learn? That's the kind of people you want to learn because they'll warn you about pitfalls that you can come across in life. They've been through those mistakes. They've lived that experience. And not the path of debtor's prison, because you'll see, you know, that debtor's prison, it's a never-ending cycle. The old saying, a rotten apple spoils the barrel, it's often applied to friendship, you know, and with good reason. Our friends are much like us, in debt, that they may not have the answers, the education, and the experience. How many people have you seen that same way? Hello, Charlie and Richard. Uh, you know, 
it gets back to I talk about that that thrill of the wine is only temporary. The soothing effect of the last purchase wears off, and then we want to buy more. It's never enough. The last time, you know, new gadgets, new new things. You know, the high price of of the purchase is just the beginning of the battle of the interest rate of what's going on. Hello, Michael. And so we we want you to make that better decision. We want you to understand. Yes, we got to have cars. Yes, dealers have got to make money. They got to make something to keep the doors open. But don't let these guys make fifty percent on you. Don't let these guys. There's nothing free in the car business. Hey, that that soda, that candy, that fruit, uh, popcorn, all that stuff in the in the uh, customer section that they they're just getting you ready for sticker shock. They're just trying to get you sugar high where you feel better when they slap you a time or two and, and overcharge you. So, But you got to learn to say no. Can you say no to yourself? Have you ever said no when you needed to say no to yourself? Are you one of those people that want to reward yourself, want to keep up with the Joneses? Your pride, greed, and selfishness overcomes your decision-making. I want you to study your decision-making. I want you to examine yourself. Right now, I'm going through a bunch of exams. I'm examining myself on a lot of stuff, on rejection, on growth, on what am I doing, what am I spending, what do I really need, who am I helping, what am I doing with the radio shows, what am I doing with writing the books I write, where am I at, am I doing the right thing, am I explaining it the right way. You know, very few people examine themselves, I believe. I don't know. But I examine how I spend money. I examine who I say yes to and who I say no. It's too easy to say yes to go do something and then get burdened down where you can't get anything done. Lots of times we agree to way too much. Hello, GR and Greg, Paula and Alex. And so sometimes we, we say yes to too much. Right now, I, I've i got the best, funnest, and I mean the funnest, job at the church. I'm a concierge. I greet everybody that walks in on the Stone, Stone Oak side at Cornerstone Church. I love it because I love people. I love trying to get them in a good mood. I try to pick their spirits up. I, I try to do the best I can do. Are you that way? Are you helping people or hindering people? Are you leading them down the wrong way? Are you a friend that really loves them and wants the best for them? Are you one of those friends, I want him buried like I'm buried. I want him in the problems I got. I want him to owe too much money. I want him to be just like me. I don't want people to be just like me. I want them better than me. I want you better than me. I want your life better. I want your ministry better. I want you to help and be a mentor to somebody. I want you to learn so much about this show and what I'm trying to do that you can help others. You can help your friends. You can help your relatives. Or at least tell them, hey, if you like this show, tell 20 people to go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process. Describe your car. I'll make an offer on your car. Or call me on my mobile, 830-708-4789. Bought a camp trailer from a lady that listens to my show. Buying another camp trailer from another guy that listens to my show. Trying to buy a motorhome. Um, Got a bunch of trucks and cars that I'm working on buying from the listeners making sure they got an option. I make them an offer, let them pray about it, let them talk about it, let them make the right decision, sell it to me, sell it to somebody else, sell it to a friend. I had a friend of mine call me, and he said, hey, what's my car worth? And I told him, I said, what are you planning on doing? He said, well, I'm thinking about selling it to my sister. I'm going to sell it to her. Sell it. I don't care if you sell it to her, my, what I offered or less. Take my advice and do whatever your little heart desires. I said, but if your sister needs a good car and you know the car, let her have it. Let her have it at whatever you figure. Give it to her. Whatever you want to do, but I have gave you an option. Talk to a lady uh, Sunday afternoon. Options. Talking about options. Husband is in a wheelchair. She needs to move him around. She's driving a, a 13 Lincoln uh, MKS. Does she need it? I don't know. You know, I told her, I said, here's the option. Here's what that's worth. This is what your excursion's worth. She had four cars. She had a truck. She's got this. She's got that. Do you need that much stuff? Do you need to pay that much on on license and, and taxes and uh, insurance? What do you need? You know, and I told her whatever vehicle was worth, told her what to do with them, 
I gave her those options. She's supposed to get back with me this coming Monday or Tuesday, weighing up what her options are. Talk to a, a couple down that's got a car that's low miles. It's a Mazda MX uh, CK CX9, uh, low miles. You know, I'm trying to buy it. Well, they the lady's got some other vehicles. We've talked about that. There's so many different options on what you're doing, what you owe, what you could do with the car, what you really need. Did you buy it? You know, did you get in there and the glamour and the and the presentation and the salesperson was a great salesperson and he's my friend. He's my friend. Problem is, they owe too much money. You know, probably ninety. And this is the this is a credit union speaking. Ninety five percent of their customers at the credit union are underwater, owe too much money on a vehicle. Do you want to be that way, or would you better be situated? Do you ever think you're going to pay a car off? Have you ever had a car paid off? Are you like that guy that called me two years ago? He was so excited he paid his car off, he was going to go buy a new one. I said, you just love and are you, are you addicted to payments or what? I said, your car's got 50,000 miles. It had, he had a 50,000-mile nice car. I said, make payments to yourself if you're just addicted to payments. Put a separate bank account. Put the money in there. Don't touch it. In five years from now, you'll have 100,000 miles on it because it's not going to lose much value between now and then. And I said, you'll be able to pay cash for a car, and then you can start all over making payments to yourself. I'd rather see you make payments to yourself and keep that money and have it available than to buy a vehicle and hope that it's paid off time you know, it's worth something on that last payment. You know, diminished value. A lot of people don't understand diminished value. We don't We don't understand the loss of value. We don't understand how long we're going to keep a car. I mean, I know tomorrow, the future, we don't understand. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I December 14th, I thought I was healthy. December 15th, I realized I wasn't healthy went through a triple bypass and needed it. You know, our thinking, does it match up to what our lifestyle is, what what we're doing, how we're helping, how we're making decisions? What are you going to do for the future? You know, the, all these financial advisors, uh, they'll say, you know, if you'll put up 350 a month, you'll have retirement in 30 years. Are we saving any money? Or do we just rush up to when we're 60, 65 with no money in the bank and think, oh, I need to start saving money for retirement? We've got to build for the future. We've got to understand the future. We've got to understand the loss of value on these cars. Yes, we want the dealerships to make money. Yes, they need the money to keep in operating. Yes, but we need to do our work. A little work saves you a little money. A lot of work. Saves you a lot of money. Hello, Shelly, Denise. And so you, the thrill of that wine is temporary. Here we go again. But lasting, you want to be content. You need things lasting in your life. Hello, Carmen. And so, but you've got to, you don't have the skill, the education, the changes in the business. You don't see that. You know, the worries of life and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Are you unfruitful? See, that was what we talked about three weeks ago because the worries of life. You know, we got phones. We got cell phones. And if we have a problem with a car, pick up the phone. We get it fixed. If money will fix it, it ain't broke, number one. And so the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, you know, the problem we don't understand in the wealth is that just because we're driving a new car, we don't own it. The bank owns it. We think we're rich. We think that, you know, that Maserati, that $150,000 Mercedes, unless you're paying cash, you don't own it. The bank owns it. And the value goes down, and you're making the payments. So it makes you feel good short time. But every 30 days that payment shows up, the desires for other things. Once we own something, do you have to have something newer, better? I mean, there's they've got new gadgets out. I need to buy a new car. Hey, look at the new Corvette. I mean, it's coming out. 
and everybody's excited. So what does GM do? They entice them. It's only $59,000. Well, time they hit the showroom floor, time they put the stuff on them that everybody's got to have, probably going to be a hundred grand. You know, but are you going to own that car? Hey, can you stroke a check for that car? Are you, are you not? But, you know, so many things choke out the Word of God, but it also chokes out our common sense, chokes out what are the straight thinking. Pride will stop you from thinking correctly. Pride will put you in a, in a debtor's prison. Pride will have you not, your actions not doing right. And so I want you to listen to the wise and add to your learning. What experience have you had? I mean, I've talked to so many people who've had payments for 30, 40 years. Did you learn anything? What's the definition insane? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Them last purchases that you had, did you get a different results? I, you know, evidently not. You're still in debt. You still owe too much money. So... Who's examining your purchasing? Are you in unity with your wife? Or does she just want to please you and know you, she can't change your mind? There's people you can't change their mind. I'm, I'm used to be that way I, before the good Lord took a hold of me. You know, I made up my mind. I was full of pride, greed, selfishness, and the Joneses tried to keep up with me. But sometimes does our spouses just agree with us? just to please us, or they want to tell us the truth, really how they feel. I'd rather have I'd rather have partners in life that want the best for me, tell me the truth, exa- you know, see my actions so I'll examine them, see what I'm doing. So I want you to go to learntobuyandsellcars.com and follow the easy process. Number one, get your credit score, ftc.com. Gov, FTC.gov, G-O-V-E, G-O-V, period, no E. So go to go to uh, FTC.gov, look at your credit score. Study your credit score. Clean your credit score up. Make sure there's no mistakes, nobody trying to steal your identity, stuff that you've paid off that's not off, or stuff that you should pay off. Get your credit score as high as you can so the interest rate will be as low as you can. Then talk to banks and credit unions. Talk to five or six of them. See what they will do. See what you can buy. See what they'll afford. How much do you want to spend? What the total interest rate's going to be? What the total amount's going to be? Do your homework. We work hard at our jobs. And, and most people are making, you know, let's say 1000 a week. Buying a vehicle, you can lose five to 10000 in a heartbeat. And there's some dealerships will bear you twenty and 30000 that's free, you know, free this, free that, all oh, we're going to take care of you. They lie like dogs. Oh, the other guy on the radio station, big time in Dallas, that spends 500000 a month on advertising. Can you imagine? you got to overcome that. That's why I'm a better buyer nine out of ten times than him, usually, but I don't know why he hadn't beat me in a long time anyway. None of these guys beat me because my overhead's low. But so... Shop, shop, shop the banks. Talk to them. See what kind of rate's going to be. Then talk to people about the vehicle you're talking about buying, you're thinking about. This should be an all-year job because you're working for $1,000 a week. You're gonna, it's going to cost you. When you drive out of the showroom floor, I've seen it cost ten and 15000 of loss. So you need to do your homework and be prepared. After you talk to the bank, talk to people, talk to people on the vehicle, look at the market. You're going to own a car five years. Look at a car that's five years old and about the miles you're going to have and see what it's worth. I'm going to lose this much in five years. I'm going to lose this much in three years. Look at the market down the road. And if it's a brand-new vehicle, get something comparable to it. Because I don't care if if it's the latest and the greatest, that brand-new Carvette, that's coming out that's the latest and the greatest, hey, it'll be worth 30000 in no time at all. Before you know it, it'll be worth 10000 I often talk about 93, first time I saw a $40,000 Cadillac. I've walked in a Riata Cadillac at that time. Salesman said, Randy, you need to buy this car for your wife. I said, I am when it's 5000 Oh, it'll never be worth 5000 I said, that car will be worth 5000 in about five or six years from now. 
Oh, no, it'll never be. We well, yeah, it did. What's a 93 Cadillac worth today, 500? Well, from 40 down to 500, those cars drop. Everything drops in a vehicle, every car. Now, there'll be a time when the antiques turn around and come by, but you could have had that same money. I talk about a Corvette, a Chevrolet dealer had. What he do, he was going to not it was $33,000 window sticker. I'm going to sell it when it gets to 100000 Never got to 100000 30 years later, he sold it for about what? The window, a little less than the window sticker. But he could have bought a house for 33000 in 78. And then 98 came 20 years later, 08. That's when he sold it. 30 years later, he could have bought a house, rented it out. Now it'd be worth 200000 What? How, how are you making investments? How are you making it? You know, people want to buy these new cars and keep them forever. I've got a guy that's got a Mustang, a gorgeous Mustang. It's got 1,500 miles on it. Well, I mean, and then I get called on a Cobra, a 96 Cobra with 1,000 miles. Cobra convertible. Killer car. Wonderful car. It got 1,000 miles on it. Guy paid 30-something thousand for it new. Now it's worth 15 grand with 1,000 miles like buying a new car. And that's plenty. That's plenty for that car. But what kind of investment he had? Hey, in 96, that money would have bought a lot of stuff. Today, it won't buy much. You can't keep them forever. We're going to use them. We're going to drive them. You got to park them in the garage. You got to pay insurance on them. You, you still got to replace the tires because they get too old or the batteries or the gasoline or do something. So shop, shop, shop. Talk to everybody. Talk to, hey, talk to mechanic. Talk to body shop. Talk to everybody that's involved. Talk to people that have got them. Would you buy another one? Are you going to sell that one? Ask everybody if they're going to sell it. You may buy it from them. It might be available to you. So after you've talked to everybody you know about the vehicle, shop your unit. Know what your trade-in's worth if you have a trade. Had some people brought a car by my, me yesterday. Air didn't work, 211,000 miles, but a nice unit. You know, so if they would trade it in, the dealer would pump their head up and they'd jump the car, he'd be free to the dealer, and then they would add you know, more to the car. You can buy a car without a trade better than if you've got a $500, $1,000, or $2,000 trade-in. You gotta, they're, they're supposedly going to bring the car back and sell it to me and buy a car straight out. But I gave them direction. I gave them information. I gave them classes. They were with me for 15 minutes. I gave them all the stuff they needed to buy a new car. They're buying new. They keep them forever. The car, the other car they're driving, they're keeping it forever. You know, they get their money's worth out of it. They don't just jump out, and they can afford it. That's the key, if you can afford what they're doing. And so they're not going to trade that $500 vehicle in. It's 1900 to fix the air conditioning on the unit. And, I mean, it would be tough to sell, you know, with the air not working. Now, you can find somebody that will buy a 211,000-mile vehicle, with the air not working, but they don't have much money, and they're not going to fix it. Uh, fixed air on a good friend of mine's car yesterday. I helped him out on that. Uh, he, you know, he he thought he was going to spend fifteen hundred. Uh, we found everything he needed for two hundred, so it worked out for him. He needs air for him and his wife and his family. The cars cost a lot of money to work on. There's, you know, there's always something going on. Check engine lights constantly. Sometimes they hurt. Sometimes they don't. So know what your trade's worth. Shop your trade. Shop what you're buying. Shop the interest rate. Shop the bank. Shop everybody. Do your homework. Give me a call. 830-708-4789. God bless you, San Antonio. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. But what's the difference in your thinking? We are what we think. Are you got troubles? Have you got unforgiveness in your life? Are you, are you struggling through rejection? You know, I mean, we have relationships that people reject us on. And, and we've got to understand, most of the time, it's not us. The unforgiveness that we carry, maybe they didn't mean it. Maybe they didn't. I, I talked about a guy I helped off of drinking a quart of whiskey a, a day. Every day he drank a quart of whiskey. And I helped him off of it. We helped his daughter off of drugs. He wanted the same thing. I told him, I said, you have to forgive your brother-in-law, I mean your son-in-law, and your dad. 
He said, it'd be a cold day, you know where, before I do that. I said, no, let's go find them. Let's see if they're miserable as you are. Are they happy that you're miserable? Are you miserable on your own? Finally, convinced him to forgive his son-in-law and his dad, and the addiction left. He's been, his life has been free for 15 years, doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't get drunk, doesn't fight his daughter like a man. I mean, they used to fight each other, and police used to have to show up. But sometimes there's unforgiveness in our life that we've got to turn loose. But see, that unforgiveness in our lives clogs our mind, clogs our thinking, clogs our, our actions, and hinders us. And if you've got unforgiveness in your life, how are you making the right decisions on your purchases, on what you buy, what you reward yourself in, what you're driving, how you look? Oh, I'm ashamed of what I drive. I'm, I'm not ashamed of what I drive. I'm not ashamed at all what I drive. What I'm ashamed of is that I'm not getting through to some people. I want to be on your level. I want to talk to you. I want to teach you. I want to be that. 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness to mother, father, or spouse. Forgive everybody. Get that load off. Get that baggage off. Where your mind is straight, you can think straight. You have common sense. You know what to do. You make the right decisions, the right actions. You treat, you treat people right. You love people. You love them, and you want them to do better than you. God bless you. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Hey, tell 20 people to listen to our show, to go to our website, and give me a call. God bless you. 830 708 4789. Love you, San Antonio. Be a, have a blessed week. God bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.